let's come on to the reaction of, of, of white voters and white groups, Eric Kaufman. You called your book White Shift. What is white shift? Right. Okay. So the book sort of starts from this premise that, that if we want to explain right-wing populism... Um, immigration is central to that, but especially white majorities, the ethnic majorities that make up, say, just over 60% of the population in the U.S., in England and Wales, something like 80-85% of the population. Uh, the two meanings of white shift, one is the decline that's going to take place that we're in the early stages of. So um, the, the whites are going to lose their majority in the United States around 2050, and in Britain, That'll happen at the end of the century, and that leads to a generalized insecurity, which immigration is a symbol of, and that's partly what's going Just on. Just talk us through a little bit of the st statistics and the right. demographics in Britain in particular. In Britain, so basically there's the, t the two things that are going to happen. First, in terms of the decline, given current rates of immigration, and um, we're going to be looking at um, not until the end of the century will Britain lose its white majority. Mid-century, it'll be still 70, 75% white. But what's the, the second trend I talk about is this race mixing in the book, which is going to be following by about 50 years. So Britain is going to be 30% mixed race by the end of the century, 75%, 2150. Now, that's way out there, but this is all math mathematical. So that's the other meaning of white shift, is that the mixed race group will eventually become, become the dominant. majority and and but, already right. and is and is already kind of culturally quite important in this country right yes, now yes except it's different that i'm positing that the mixed race when that group becomes the majority they will actually connect back to the white british heritage simply because that will be more distinctive on the world stage at that mm. moment in time so i think there's a continuity for the white British majority now through that mixed-race group. So you see white voters pressed against. They feel hemmed in by a changing world, not knowing how to respond. And you say there are four ways that they can respond. Right. The first so, is fight, I think. Right. So fight kind of refers to uh, an anti-immigration politics or voting for populist right parties. Uh, at the second response, what I call repress, is to sort of res repress that instinct to fight against this for, out of sort of anti-racist moralism. And that's something... And in a sense to pre pretend it's not happening. Right, because it would be a racist thing to sort of try to prevent it. And this is really the big polarization between those who want to sort of slow it down and those who think that's a racist thing to do. And if you look at opinion polls in the U.S. and Britain, in Britain, sort of 80% of Remain voters who support current levels of immigration think it's racist to want to slow immigration down to protect that ethnic majority, whereas it's, it's essentially zero amongst uh, Leave voters without a degree. So, I mean, the and in the U.S., the spread is even wider. Um, so this is really the it's emerging big, polarization. big, cultural shift. And yes. then there's uh, flight is another one. Right. So then the other, there's a fight or flight. So flight would be sort of residential, like white flight or white avoidance. And the patterns are very similar across U.S., Britain, Canada, for example, where I've looked at. Uh, or retreat, as Rob, Robert Putnam, the Harvard um, political scientist, calls it, uh, hunkering down. So retreat into distinct ethnic social networks. So both of those things are going on. More the generally. white highlands, the white suburbs. Right. And then the last one is, is, is essentially join, which is this process of uh, interracial friendship and mixing, which is a longer term uh, process. And that's where you think, in essence, we're going. And you say we should cease to talk about multiculturalism and talk about multivocalism. Can oh. you explain what the difference is and why one is better than the other? OK, so the multivocalism, I, it, it's also in the context of civic nationalism. So I'm I'm. I'm more skeptical about civic nationalism because it tends to come across as a, a hymn sheet, British values, for example. That's, that defines Britain. 
everyone must subscribe to this. Uh, and that's fine, but it's very banal in many ways. Multivocalism is saying national identity is like a menu. Here are all the items on the menu, and different ethnic groups are often going to lean different ways. So there was a BBC survey that showed white British people identify much more strongly to the landscape and British history than non-white British people. That's not a problem, as long as they're both identifying as British. And so multivocalism is a bit like seeing different things in a, in a similar symbol. The Union Jack has a meaning to mods, Ulster Unionists, and to English people. That's different, but that's fine. They are all identifying with that Union Jack.